welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Hey there, and welcome to episode 240 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast, How to Lose Weight and Love Your Life. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. I'm super excited that you're joining me today. I have a good one for you. If you are a physician and you've caught yourself thinking, I know what I need to do, I just need to do it, or why the heck can't I figure this out as a physician, then this episode is for you. What I'm going to talk about today is the real reasons why it's hard to lose weight as a physician because it is. And it's not lack of knowledge. I think that's really important. If it was knowledge-based, then everybody would have just done it. The real issues come down to things often outside of food, often more about how we relate to food, but also how we relate to life and all sorts of coping mechanisms and stress management issues that we've all adopted as part of the medical culture. And so I'm going to talk to you about some of the most common ones that I see today and give you some tips about how to start making it different and start making the path easier for you. Because really, honestly, the answer is not work harder. You have worked hard enough. We don't need to just dive in, put your head down and grind more. You've tried that. And my guess is it hasn't worked or not worked in the way you want it to. The answer is let's address these underlying issues so that your journey is then easier. So it feels simpler. So you can do it more easily during your busy days, during your busy weeks. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, if you are a physician and you struggle either with your eating or your weight, so if you feel like you are often out of control around food, you have eating habits that you just don't understand why you keep doing them, or if you have things like binge eating going on, I can help. I've designed Thrive Academy for Physicians, which is my six-month coaching program for physicians, to not only help you address those things, because yeah, we can totally do that. I can absolutely help you lose weight and eat healthy. But what I'm more interested in and what I get really excited about doing with the members in my program is let's totally change the experience of it. Let's get in there and not only reach those goals, but actually thrive in the path to those goals. That's why I called it Thrive Academy. And what that means is changing what weight loss actually looks like, making it more enjoyable, making it so the things you do to lose weight make your life better, make each day better. Getting rid of all that diet crap of like hanging on with dear life with your willpower, trying to get yourself to make changes by being totally mean to yourself. We get rid of all of that. 
Thrive Academy for Physicians will teach you not only a more sustainable and more effective way to approach your weight, but also a much kinder and more life-affirming. Because if you're doing weight loss on top of all other demands we do as physicians, it should not be something that's a drag, that pulls you down, that makes you feel worse about yourself. There's enough other things in our lives that can do that. Let's make this something that actually lifts you up and makes you feel better regardless of what the scale does on any given day. Okay, sound amazing? If you're really excited about that idea, I invite you to request a consultation with me. I'm offering these for a limited time where you can request a consultation, have time to talk to me face-to-face. This is your opportunity to have an expert objective view on what's been going on in your weight loss. And then we can talk about what my approaches would be, how I would suggest approaching even the biggest challenges. and If you want, at the end of the consultation, we can talk about what it looks like to work with me on an ongoing basis, how having access to a powerful coaching program like Thrive Academy can really change your life, not only your weight loss, but your life. So head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash consult to request a consult. You fill out a form. Once that form is filled out, telling me a bit about yourself, then you'll get an email inviting you to book a call. The purpose of the form is to make it so that we can use the time we have talking face-to-face in the most efficient manner. That's why I ask you to tell me about yourself beforehand. You do need to be a physician to book one of these calls. I'm sorry, but my availability is really limited given all the other things that I am doing in my clinical practice and stuff. So I do have to limit these to physicians only. That's weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash consult. Can't wait to talk to you. Okay. Let's talk about what it's like to lose weight as a physician. Because I can tell you, I spent so many years beating myself up about being a physician that was overweight, that had some medical complications related to obesity. Like I had infertility that I blamed myself for related to my weight. Once I did get pregnant, I had complications in those pregnancies that I felt shame about because I felt it was all to do with my weight and I should know better. probably some of the things I would say to myself back then. There's so many layers that I went through in my own journey that I know so many of you are also going through because they come up over and over and over again when I'm talking to physicians. I used to think there's probably no way that I would be able to lose weight. And I think it's really important to point out it wasn't a lack of putting energy in. I was putting a ton of energy in. If I wasn't seeing patients, this is what I was talking to myself about. Not always in the nicest way, I might add, but I was constantly thinking about my eating and my weight. I was constantly trying to problem solve it. Okay, today's going to be different. I need to eat healthy today. I need to make a difference. And then I'd end up eating something and I'd be thinking, okay, why did that just happen? Why do I keep doing this? How do I stop doing this? Constantly. It was like a never ending tape on loop. If we want to date myself by referencing tapes. (laughs) Remember how amazing it was when the tape recorder could actually just play the other side of the tape without you physically flipping it over for all of you who are of my generation. I remember how amazing that was and how excited it was when we got our first stereo that could do that. I spent so many times in my weight loss journey starting and restarting and starting and restarting. And I didn't understand why. I felt a lot of shame about being a physician 
who I knew people could look at me and see that I did not have my weight under control. And honestly, I hoped they couldn't really see the full spectrum of it, of how out of control I felt in my actual life. And I really beat myself up about, I know better. I know this stuff isn't healthy. Why do I keep doing this? Just stop doing it. What I want to share and what we're going to talk about in more detail in this episode is that all that time I was putting in energy telling myself that stuff, it was never effective. It never was going to be effective. Those thought patterns of beating myself up about being a physician, talking to myself about how people might be judging me and my body because I'm a physician, questioning whether I should be giving people advice about healthy eating because of what my body looked like and what I'd eaten yesterday. Tell me if you relate to this. I know so many of you guys do. All of that time I spent doing that was essentially wasted energy. And I say that without any shame in that because I didn't know better. I thought I knew better, but I didn't know better. Once I was able to start realizing that there were deeper things at play here than just the food and just how I was choosing to order or make my food or when I was choosing to eat, that's when I started to get traction. When I was able to zoom out from the food and actually look at what was really going on, then I started to really get traction. And that's what I'm working with physicians inside Thrive Academy. It's really what I help them do is we get so hyper-focused on the food and what we think we should be doing. My role as a coach is often helping physicians zoom out a bit and seeing how other things might be at play And maybe there's easier places to intervene. I always talk about, I think we need to spend more time looking for smaller effort that has bigger impact. We're really good at looking at just how much effort. Can I put in more effort, more effort, more effort? But when we're really focused on the food, like what I spent so many years, that was big effort I was putting in. But it had very little impact on what I actually did with my life. It was when I started understanding the real reasons behind it and putting some effort there, it turned out it was less effort. It didn't take as much work. And I actually started to see more impact. That's why I think today's topic is so, so important and why I wanted to share it with you guys. So if you've been listening to this and you identify with my story, please keep listening because there's so much more impactful places you can put your focus that not only will make your eating feel better, make your weight loss journey feel better, but will also make your life feel better, make your days feel better. So the real reasons why physicians struggle with their weight has nothing to do with knowledge, or let's say very little to do with knowledge. I know for some of you, depending on your specialty, you may feel that you didn't get really any teaching about weight loss. Most of us really didn't, but it's not a knowledge gap. I think most of us who have struggled with weight have sought out knowledge, tried to find more information, and yet not seen results from that. There's other things at play. And what I wanted to talk about today were three kind of big themes that I see over and over and over again that end up impacting physicians' weight loss. So the first theme is we have been taught in the culture of medicine that we care for others above caring for ourselves. And when you think about it, medical training really is an extreme version of this in that we are taught if a patient needs to be seen, we give up our basic human needs in order to provide care. 
So that means if you have to pee, but somebody's sick and needs you, you don't pee, <laughs> you hold it, right? If you really would prefer to sleep because it's the middle of the night and you have to work tomorrow, but somebody needs you and it's you're on call, you go see the patient and you deal with the sleep deprivation. If it's a busy day and there's a lot of patients to be seen, you skip eating to make sure that the patients get seen. And these things are just embedded into the culture of medicine, right? Like starting third year medical school, when you start your rotations, this starts to get embedded in. I think it is getting a little bit better with the changes related to on-call and post-call, but it's definitely still there. Then we add in society expectations of what women should do. So as a woman in our society, we are put into the role of caregivers, right? And they've done research on this of even when women are working outside of the home, they often shoulder more of the weight of the things that are happening in the home. So it's like you're playing both sides of the coin. You're working and then you're also managing the home and trying to do both of those well. And that caring for others above yourself goes into the home stuff, goes into parenting, where if kids need you, if you feel like you haven't spent enough quality time with kids, even though you're post-calling, you haven't slept, you stay up and you, do, and you try to spend time with the kids. It's this constant self-sacrificing culture that we have been raised and indoctrined into that means holding space to care for yourself by remembering to eat healthy, by doing simple things like planning your groceries, packing a lunch, eating that lunch, making time for exercise, all of those sorts of things can be difficult because as soon as somebody else needs you, your brain will interpret their need as being more important than yours. It's so easy to just be like, okay, yeah, I'll deal with my stuff later. I'm just going to do this right now. And that creates that situation where you're constantly giving, 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 not really taking a lot of time to give back to yourself for using the fill your bucket analogy. You're constantly pouring out of the bucket, rarely refilling it. And that can create issues where maybe there's just not time to focus on your weight loss, but you're telling yourself you need to be. And also the food can become a way that your brain tries to refill that bucket. So if you're constantly giving of yourself and ignoring your own needs, that creates discomfort. And at some point, your brain will try to fix that discomfort in the easiest way it can find, which food really fits that bill. So this concept of caring for everybody above ourselves doesn't help us be healthy physicians in general. And it does not support being a physician who can manage their weight healthy and manage their eating in a healthy way. Now, the interesting thing with this whole concept is that if we kind of shift the conversation to be, we need to care for ourselves so we can continue to care for all the other people, it doesn't actually take away from caring for other people. If you stop to go pee before going to see the next patient, unless that patient is actively coding, it probably is not going to have a negative impact on their care. If you take 15 minutes, a half hour out of your time with your kids to do something to let yourself recover, it's probably not going to have a negative impact on your kids. 
it's the reason why it feels like it does is that's just what we've been taught. And you get to question whether that's what you want to continue taking forward. Does everybody else's needs really rank higher than your own needs? I would argue not, but you get to think about it. Okay, number two is the culture of busy and doing, right? As soon as you apply to be a doctor, as soon as you start thinking about going into med school, I imagine most of us have the thought of like, okay, that's going to be a really busy job. Am I up for it? And then med school itself helps perpetuate that, right? Like it's busy. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to learn. And we get into this pattern of just always being busy, accepting a very high level of busy as normal and always doing, always trying to do more, but also telling ourselves we haven't done enough, right? It's that like you've got the to-do list, you got a couple things off of it, but there's like 20 other things constantly. And so you're always telling yourself, I didn't do enough. I need to do more. I got to go, 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 go. Now this has multiple impacts on your weight loss journey. Number one, if we come back to what I was talking about before, that feeling of always being busy creates discomfort. The feeling of not having enough time creates stress and discomfort. And if you have a brain that likes to turn to food to fix those things, it will trigger it to turn to food. This is one of the biggest triggers for me is not having enough time. If I have times in my life where I'm busy and I'm talking to myself in a way where there's not enough time, there's too much to do, I have to be really careful with that. That's a big trigger for eating habits for me. But also, it actually, from a physiological standpoint, can it be impacting your weight loss and your eating. Stress and sleep are two things that can really impact your ability to lose weight They on multiple levels. They impact cortisol levels. They impact hunger hormone levels. There's so many different places that these can show up. So if you're always busy, always doing, and maybe you're not sleeping very well, that from a physiological standpoint can set you up where it becomes harder to lose weight. If you're doing call or night shifts on a regular basis and you have disrupted sleep schedule, again, that can make it more difficult to lose weight. Not impossible, but it's something that needs to be taken into account and kind of planned for and worked around. It also creates this interesting paradox where when we're so busy, we're like wishing for time off, right? And then when you actually get time off, not doing anything, because we've been trained so much to do, not doing anything actually can create discomfort, can create anxiety, stress. If you've ever had where you come screaming into a vacation, and by that I mean like you're work, work, work to try and get everything done so you get to take some time off. And those first three days of the vacation, you're like stressed and you can't relax and you don't know why because it should be amazing because you're off. It plays a bit into this where we're so used to pushing forward we lose the ability to lean back and relax or it gets rusty. It feels harder to do. And from a mindset standpoint, we sometimes don't think that it should be like that because we think it should be, okay, I've got time off. That's great. Now I can just relax and do what I want. But because our brains are so patterned into this overwork, over busy mindset and value being busy, value overworking, it's hard to relax. It's hard to take time off. It's hard to just slow down and do nothing. And that can create issues in your weight loss on a lot of different levels. Like I talked about the physiological stuff, but there's also the piece of 
you think, okay, I've got time on the weekends. It should be easy for me to eat healthy because maybe during the week you're like, okay, it's hard for me to eat healthy because I am so busy. And that might make sense to you. But then on the weekends, you're like, why the heck do I actually eat worse on the weekends? And there's a lot of different reasons why that shows up. But one of them can be that not having the structure, not always doing creates a form of discomfort that your brain's like, okay, let's try and fix this or anticipation of the busy next week or thoughts about how busy it's been this past week creates discomfort, which then your brain tries to fix with food. So a lot of different ways this shows up. And then number three, holding yourself to high standards. Can I tell you, almost everybody I've ever met is mean to themselves about weight and eating and is pretty critical. But we as physicians, man, we hold ourselves to high standards in all areas of our life. And this makes your weight loss journey harder because you're pushing yourself, pushing yourself, pushing yourself while never giving yourself the credit of how much work and progress you've already made. It's always uh, like, okay, let's keep going. We need to go further, need to go further. And you may even hit a goal and not even pause to acknowledge it, not even pause to be like, yay, I did it and look how far I've come. Or, or you do that extremely briefly and then it's like, okay, but it needs to be better. I need to lose a little bit more if we're talking about a weight goal. I need to get a bit further. We've been taught in just general culture that the path to lasting weight loss is tough love. You're doing something you know you shouldn't be doing, well then let's get tough on you and really teach yourself that you need to do it differently. I can tell you, I have talked to a lot of people about their eating and their weight. I've experienced a lot of stuff about eating and weight in my own life. Tough love never, ever, ever works. It never makes a difference. Tough love, high standards, holding yourself to perfectionist ideals of what your weight loss should look like will always create inconsistency. It will always create that on and off phenomenon where either, okay, I'm working really hard to be on to do it perfectly or I'm totally off and I can't believe I did this again and I don't know how I'll ever get back on. When we work on adjusting your standards and changing some of that conversation you have with yourself about how your weight loss should look, then you can build more consistency which means you're never perfect because nobody ever is, but you can find the version of that imperfection that actually works in your life. You can learn how to adapt and adjust and course correct when you have challenges. And that's actually what gets you to a long-term goal. The other way the high standards impacts your weight loss is if you're holding yourself to high standards in all the other areas of your life. So this would be really common when I'm talking to female physicians that it's okay yeah, you know, I do an okay job at work, but really there's all those forms I haven't done and that paperwork I haven't done and those charts I haven't closed. And there's that one patient family that wasn't really all that happy with the care I provided. And then, you know, I didn't get to pick up my kids at daycare early enough and they were the last ones there. <laughs> Shout out to any of you guys who've had that because I've definitely been there. They're the last kid there and that's not okay. And then I go home and I look at the house and it's messy. And I think of all the things I haven't done well enough there. And there's so many different places that the conversation with ourselves is always about how we're not measuring up. It's always about these high standards that we're never meeting. And that creates stress and discomfort that your brain may try to fix with food. So spending your day 
telling yourself you're not measuring up in multiple areas of your life, you're not quite doing it well enough, number one, ruins your day. It makes your days feel so much heavier. And if you could just let go of that, you're going to feel so much better. But it also creates this chronic discomfort or stress that you carry with you through the day. And that can be a big driver of eating, especially that evening eating that so many physicians struggle with where you're like, okay, I've held it together for the day and then the kids go to bed and I don't know why I'm eating all this food. That can be a big driver for it. So just to summarize and point out, in these three topics I've talked about, none of them had anything to do with not following the right diet. What we're looking at here are what are the aspects of being a physician that actually make it hard to follow whatever way of healthy eating you want to be following. And if you don't address this type of stuff and you just focus on, okay, that diet sounds like it works, you're probably not going to be successful in the way that you want to be because there's all these other drivers underneath that are going to influence your eating and whether or not you actually follow that way of eating that you wanted to. So what do you do about it? How do you correct this? Like some of the stuff I've talked about is really deeply embedded at a cultural level. And when I say culture, I'm talking about the culture of medicine here. And that's okay. Just because we took on these ideals as we were doing our training, it doesn't mean we have to keep them. There's lots of things in our life that we've used for a period of time and then we've let go or modified or adjusted. And so number one is recognize that if you are a physician struggling with your weight, the answer is not going to come in the form of a diet, or it's highly unlikely that it's just going to be a diet that transforms everything. There's probably more work that you need to do. And I say work, not with the like work that this is going to be hard and you're not going to like it, but more just more places that you need to look and understand yourself better about. So number one, get curious about non-food things that might be influencing your weight. If you've never considered this before, I've given you a bunch of examples in this episode, but just kind of go through the next couple of weeks going, oh, I wonder what could be influencing this. We're so used to taking the blame and being like, oh, it's me. There's something wrong with me because I haven't lost weight. This is your opportunity to really maybe let some of that go and be like, hmm, what if it wasn't me? <laughs> What if it wasn't a personal defect in me? And what if there were just some other things that I had never thought to look at that could be going on? I wonder what those would be. Number two is check in with how you're doing. I see this really commonly that as physicians, as we get burnt out or we're struggling a bit in our days at work, it's very easy to get hyper-focused on your food and on your weight and be like, okay, if I could just lose weight, I would feel happier. I would feel better about myself. But from what we've talked about, really focusing on your weight and trying to get at it when you're not doing that great in your general life, it's probably not going to be super successful. And it probably will add more negative layers to how you're feeling in your days, right? Like if you're feeling burnt out about medicine, and then you also constantly are talking to yourself during your day about your weight and how you're not doing it well enough and how you need to eat more carefully, but then you just reach a point in your day where you just don't care and you end up eating the unhealthy food anyways, that's like a really big extra load to be carrying when you already aren't feeling that great. And so if you check in with yourself honestly and be like, how am I actually doing right now outside of this whole weight thing? And if you come up with the answer of, you know what, I'm not feeling that great these days. 
the way you support your long-term weight loss goals is by figuring out what you need to feel better, addressing your needs, whatever they might be, getting help, going to see your doctor, taking time off, just making shifts so that you start to feel better. When you start to feel better, you will be able to address your eating and weight from a much more effective place. And I think it's really important. It's That's not that you're like giving up on your weight loss goals. It's recognizing that your time and effort is going to be far better used when you focus on actually just feeling better, getting your days feeling better so that you are in a better place to make healthy food decisions. Even to talk to yourself nicer about your weight, because when you're trying to lose weight and you're not feeling that great, the conversations you have with yourself about weight probably aren't going to be really compassionate, let's say. (laughs) It might be the opposite of that. Okay, number three is actively work on changing judgment over to curiosity and compassion. The judgment never works. The telling yourself you're broken, you're worse off than other people, there's something wrong with you. And I'm saying all of this with the knowledge that I've said all of this to myself at one time or another or multiple times. It never works. It's not the answer. It doesn't get you where you want to go. It's the curiosity and compassion. I noticed that this just happened. I wonder what might have been going on. Zooming away from the food and viewing the other stuff with some curiosity and compassion is really what will get you to sustainable weight loss. It's If I had to choose like what are the tools that actually made a difference for me, it would be curiosity and compassion, learning how to talk to myself differently when I ended up going through the drive-thru, being curious about it. Sometimes even while I was eating the fries, being like, okay, I notice I'm here again eating fries. All right, what is going on? What is this about? What could I do differently? It's changing the tone of the conversation with yourself. All right, I hope that that was really helpful. I hope it gave you things to think about, about maybe it's not that something's going wrong when you're a physician who struggles with eating or weight. Maybe it's expected. And just that might be a really powerful place to start opening up into these other tools that we've talked about. And remember, if this is something that you've really struggled with over years, it is something I can help you with. And right now I'm offering that opportunity to have a complimentary consultation with me. And so just head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash consult to request yours. And then we get a chance to talk and I can help you out with whatever you're struggling with. All right. Have a fantastic day, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.